0: Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. This is a podcast where we learn intentional ways how to become an emotionally healthy mom and break destructive patterns so we can build a closer relationship with our children. My goal here is to educate you on how you can leave an emotionally healthy legacy with your children. welcome back. I am so glad that you're joining me for this episode today. I love that you get to listen to this and that I can speak to you what's on my mind and the things and the lessons I have learned in my life that have influenced me in a positive way. Today, we'll be talking about a topic that I am still working on intentionally myself. This is one of my probably biggest struggles when it comes to parenting because it involves respect. Yes, respect. I grew up in a family where we were taught that we have to respect our parents and it's true. We should respect our parents. Um, But respect was mostly done out of fear. Like you had to respect your parent, do this or else. Um, I knew that if I disrespected my parents, I would get into a lot of trouble. Um, The family I grew up in, even though it was a relatively good and healthy environment, spanking was um, a discipline that my parents felt fall back on because at that time in their life, that was one of the things that they just knew what to do. They didn't know any other way. They were not taught any other way. They thought it was the right thing and that's what they did. And I knew that I had to respect my parents and part of it was because I'm an older child and I was a people pleaser And part of it, it was because out of fear. The majority of it was out of fear that I had to respect my parent or else. And the problem with that, especially when it came with my dad, um, I, I respected him out of fear of getting into trouble or getting spanked. Not because the respect was modeled to me, or because I had a good close relationship with my parent. So a kind of like a circle, I first thing I want to mention is number one, when a person is disrespectful to another person, they are in their emotional part of the brain. If you haven't heard the episode number one um, that talks about our brain and how the human brain works, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it. Because we have different parts of our brain and when we are in different stages of this part of our brain, we respond and react differently. And when we are in our emotional part of the brain, we cannot make logical, positive choices. We tend to say and do things we don't mean. We tend to be rude. We tend to be disrespectful. We tend to mouth back and maybe mock somebody. You will see that with your children and for me this is probably the biggest struggle because with my oldest son who is 9 now that he's older um when he feels internally yucky that's the term we use at home where he internally is struggling and then i need him to do something or i ask him to do something he will say things that are disrespectful. For example, if he is, um, being rude to his brother for some one reason or another, I tell him. I said, Ethan, you're not being safe. Your words and your, and your body are not safe right now. It looks like you need to take some space to yourself. I need you to go to your room right now. And he will sometimes say something rude in return to me. No. I'm not going to. And then, (laughs) or if I walk into his room, he'll be like, get out of my room. And those are the moments, oh my goodness. Those are the moments where it is so, so hard not to lose it. Because it comes across as like, how dare you talk to me that way? I am your mom. I deserve respect. I gave you birth. I gave you life. I feed you. I take care of you. I deserve respect. That is what I gravitate towards. That is the way we were raised. That is the way that our parents reacted when we were ever disrespectful. And that is something I keep falling back on when I am under stress. So if I am overwhelmed irritated frustrated annoyed stressed out and then my child says something like that to me it is insanely hard to respond instead of react I have reacted many times I honestly to tell you the truth just want to smack him on the face I had to walk away so many times not to hurt him physically When I am not emotionally charged in a situation, when I am not emotionally pulled into the situation, I am able to respond. And why I think this is important is because I don't want my child to respect me out of fear. I want to have him respect me because I have modeled respect to him, even when it's hard and it's difficult, and because of the relationship him and I have built. So my question to you is, how often do we demand respect out of our kids while being disrespectful to them? So when my son would say things like that, get out of my room now, with attitude, I have had these moments before. I'd be like, what? Excuse me? What did you just say? How dare do you talk to me? Um or even threaten him or take something away or get sucked into it. But when I'm doing that, what am I modeling to him? I'm modeling that I am demanding respect in a disrespectful way when I'm not even being respectful myself. Do you see the confusion here for a child? You're demanding respect from them when you're dysregulated, right? Because you're in your emotional part of the brain, because their behavior puts your brain into um an emotional part of the brain because it was threatened. So now you're in your emotional part. You your behavior will come across as disrespectful. And what you're actually teaching him is controlling another human being and that you're demanding respect out of him by being disrespectful to him. Yet you expect him to be respectful to you when you say something rude to him or you expect him to be respectful to their sibling when their sibling does something that annoys them and frustrates them. Do you see the confusion in in the situation and like the logic behind this So what I've learned from me one of the skills that I teach myself and I, Practice it over and over again. Yes, I fail. Yes, I mess up because this is something I have to retrain my brain because anytime he is rude or says something that is snappy or disrespectful, my brain goes into threat and it is really hard for me to stay calm, but I'm working on it. And one of the things that I have learned to do is say the phrase, try again. Try again. Try again. So, for example, if he says something rude or mean to his brother, and I say, Ethan, that was hurtful. Try again. Try again. Try again. If I'm in his room and he's moody and he wants me to leave his room, which is fine, I can respect that boundary, but he can either ask me kindly Or in a hurtful way. So if he says it in a rude way, I will say, Ethan, I don't mind leaving your room. But that was disrespectful. Try again. Try again. Try again. Until he says it in a respectful way. Because he knows now I'm not going to walk away until he chooses to say it in a respectful way. When I stay calm. And I choose to respond in this way. What am I modeling to him? I am modeling to him that even when I am feeling disrespected by him, I am learning to control my own emotions. I am learning to stay in control. And I'm also teaching him in the moment how to control himself, and giving him an opportunity to respond instead of react. I am modeling respect to him when I feel disrespected. Because that's what I want him to do in life. Even when someone disrespects you and says something nasty, inappropriate, hurtful, there are helpful ways to respond instead of react and get sucked into it. But that takes so much intentionality. That takes so much practice. And I tell you, usually I have to take deep breaths because it is really, really, really hard not to get sucked in. And I still do. And I still do. But overall, I am seeing that now I'm having more successful moments than failed moments where I get sucked in and become disrespectful myself. So the phrase, try again. And then the phrase, is there another way you can say this? That was not okay. Is there another way you can say this? Or I use the words hurtful and unsafe. I say, your words are hurtful. Try again. Your words were unsafe. Try again. Is there another way you can say this? I give them an opportunity right in the moment to try again with their sibling. And if they can't, for example, if they can't, and they're in the same space with their siblings, I tell them, I'm like, looks like you're having a really hard time being kind to your brother. I need you to take some space. So I'm not punishing him to go and time out. I'm allowing him to take some space, to take a break, because that's what I need to do when I'm overwhelmed and I'm in my emotional part of the brain. So I give him an opportunity to take some space. I say, okay, go take some space when you're ready, you can come back and try again. When I'm able to stay calm and grounded as I'm talking to him about this, I am modeling to him how to stay respectful even when someone else is being disrespectful. Again, I point this out almost every single episode. I cannot say this enough. If I am Stretch then. If I'm in survival mode, if I'm burned out, if I didn't have any alone time, if my cup is not refilled, I do not respond positively. I get sucked into that emotion because even though I know that's not what I want to do, because I'm running and empty, I'm an, I'm already in my emotional part of the brain to begin with. And when he says something like that pushes me into survival part of the brain, and that's the fight, flight, or freeze part of the brain, where we definitely respond in a negative way. So my question for you is, do you demand respect out of your child when they're being disrespectful to you while being disrespectful to them? Or are you modeling respect to them even when they're disrespectful to you? I don't need the answer to this question. That is just something for you to think and consider. And the root of how we respond in these moments comes from the family of origin, how we grew up and how disrespect was handled in our homes. If it was for something you had to do or else, and it was done out of fear, not because you love your parent and the relationship you have them, not because it was modeled to you, but because it was done out of fear. That in the long run is not helpful for your relationship between you and your child. I want to have a healthy, close relationship with my kids. And that comes through modeling respect to them, even when they're being disrespectful and giving them second chances. Giving them an opportunity to try again. And here are the practical two things that you can say that are pretty much the same thing, just two different ways to phrase it. The simple one that I use all the time is try again. Trying to stay cool, not to lose it myself, I say try again. Try again. And I've literally had to do this with my oldest son. I remember several weeks back, I think I said it like 20 times. Try again. Try again. He's like, get out of here. Get away from me. I said, Ethan, I don't mind leaving. I just need you to say it in a kind way. Try again. He said it in a rude way again. I'm like, try again. He said it in a rude way again. And I said it like 20 times. And eventually he said it in a respectful way without attitude because he knew I wasn't going to leave him and let him get away with it. But the important part is that I had to stay grounded and cool myself and not get sucked into that and be like, how dare you talk to me? I am your mother. There's no way you can talk to me that way. And that does not model respect to your child. No, it doesn't. It models control. And the second one that I use is, is your words were not safe or your words were hurtful. Is there another way you can say this? And giving them an opportunity to say it another way that is not hurtful and that is not destructive. Because how many times have we had situations, probably with our spouses if you think about it, um, when we have a conversation and it becomes very emotionally charged and we say rude and disrespectful things. We do, because we are in our emotional part of the brain or our survival part of the brain. And that part of the brain cannot access that skill in the moment to be respectful and to problem solve and be logical, even though that we know we should. And if you say something rude to your spouse and your spouse says, that was hurtful, try again, that gives you an opportunity They call you out on what you did that was hurtful, but it also gives you an opportunity to have a do-over. But if they just get sucked into that emotion, into that emotionally charged situation and start yelling, screaming, or demanding respect, how dare you talk to me like that? I am your husband. There's no way you should speak to me like that. That is disrespectful. You should do this, this, and this, and this. Now you're going to lose the opportunity to go hang out with your friends. What does that do to your relationship with your spouse? Um, No, it's not serving either of you. But if your spouse stayed cool and they responded, That was hurtful. Try again. that in the long run will serve your relationship much, much better. And that will create that bond and that trust and that security that you are that safe person for your child. I also want to encourage you that if you do try this, which I hope you do, There will be many, many, many moments of failure before you start succeeding because we literally have to retrain pathways that have been cemented in our brains for what, 30 plus years um, of doing things a certain way. And to reteach that is not easy. It takes many times of practice, 500 to a thousand times in order for it to be successful and for it to become automatic. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't shouldn't practice. I would encourage you to continue to try again, and believe me, your kids provide, as you know, many opportunities for you to try again and to um, practice over and over and over again to respond instead of react. In order for me to have a good closer relationship with my children, that emotional connection. I need to find a way to have my kids honor and respect me, not out of fear of punishment or consequences, but because I build a secure, close intimate relationship with them and because they want to obey me and because I model to them how to treat another person with kindness even when it's really really hard all right ladies what did you learn today what stood out to you I would love to hear back from you because this is something I'm right in the midst of I'm working through this on a regular basis and I have many opportunities to implement this skill, specific thing that I was talking to you about today, because that is a big struggle that I deal with. With um, right now, my nine-year-old and my six-year-old is starting to say things that are becoming to be disrespectful. Modeling respect instead of demanding respect. And remember that phrase try again, try again, try again. All right, mamas, (laughs) I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so glad you got to listen to this podcast. I would love to invite you to go in the show notes below and click on the link and it will lead you to sign up for a five-day mini course. It will take about 10 minutes a day to go through, but it gives you skills that you can use in the moment when you're feeling so overwhelmed and frustrated. They are practical skills that you can teach yourself so you calm your nervous system down because when your nervous system is calmed down, you're able to respond instead of react to your children and that will affect your relationship with your children in a positive way instead of negative way. If you have any questions, you can email me. My email is hello at emotionallyhealthylegacy.com, or you can also follow me on Instagram, Emotionally Healthy Legacy, and you can direct message me there if you have any questions about anything I've talked about today. I'll see you next time.